Hey all you podcast consumers, welcome to this bonus episode of Gay Side Stories. I, of course, am your host, Trillificent, and this week I have another guest, um, a good buddy of mine, and you know we've been talking and doing some things, so I've thought, why not have him on the show? Why not have him on this bonus episode, and let's talk about these things. So, uh, special guest, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Thanks, Trillificent. Um, my name's Chip McIntosh. Uh, I am... An owner of a backyard federation, blogger, writer, social promoter, a fighter for social justice. I mean, a little bit of everything. So your typical millennial, uh, all hats wearer. Yeah. Yes, especially one with ADD. Oh well, then yeah, mm, yeah makes sense. <laughs> well equipped then. Yep, hop from thing to thing. I mean, well, not thing to thing. You know. <laughs> Them things. <laughs> Them th- <laughs> thing to thing. Yeah, I mean, you know. I wang to, to wang. I don't go wang to wang. I try yeah. to try to stay with one. I mean, hey, but if you if you go wang to wang, live your truth, walk well, in it, just be safe, you know. <laughs> my ex-husband did that t- tons of times. Ooh, and that's a whole um, different you know, episode. You know, actually, part of this one probably. <laughs> okay. okay, well, let's get into it. So uh, the reason why I wanted to do this special podcast is because um, I have been, you know, having a battle of the bulge for pretty much the bulk of my adult life. And I'm getting to the point now where it's like, okay, I'm in my 30s. And I mean, I, I don't feel to the point where it's like, oh, my metabolism is like, you know, we out. You know, it's been a good run, but <laughs> right. the checks ain't coming in no more, so we got to bounce. <laughs> but, right. you know, it, it, it gets to the point and you see, you know, losing our legends so early and, and, and family members and all types of things going on. And it makes you start questioning your own mortality and what can you do. And then you think about your health because your health is so vital to life, you know, because your health can be the difference between living a full life and, you know, living a not so great life. And with, you know, the current administration of (laughs) chuckleheads that we have, (laughs) you may not have much of a life if you don't exactly yourself, (laughs) you know. So at this point, it's like whatever you can do to work on the issues that you have, you know, reverse the things that you can that's what you should do. So that has been my, my thinking. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that and kind of lay some things out and we'll go from there. So the purpose of this bonus episode is really, it's a mixture of goal setting and accountability in regards to weight loss, fitness, and overall health. You know, we should all know what we should emphasis we should all know how important and what a precious commodity good health is so now let me say this given the episode talking about the big boys um this is no slight whatsoever if you are a big boy and you're comfortable in your skin and you are all caps healthy right flourish because you can be a bigger person and be healthy get to the snacks and get to the dick you know, <laughs> you know, do your thing. Enjoy it all. However, if you're a big boy and, you know, your blood pressure is higher than a Mariah Carey whistle note, or if your cholesterol is higher than Wait. the number of lies 45 tells. Which whistle note? Because her current one's kind of low. Vintage. Oh, okay, gotcha. Or, you know, if your arteries are packed tighter than a constipated person's bowels, then, you know, you're actually doing yourself a disservice by ignoring your health, you know. 
there's a difference between being like I'm a big person and I'm healthy and I'm a big person and let the chips fall where they may. I mean, and if that's what you want to do, then have at it. That's not my <laughs> that's not my choice. It's not my ministry. Um, <laughs> right. It has been for too long, and and here we are. So, you know, uh, so it's no slight, it's no shade to to the big guys, but you know, we still want to be healthy. We want to be able to be active. You know, I don't want to always go up you know, two flights of stairs and feel like I need a defibrillator. So it's important. Right. And it's not about having, or it's not necessarily, I won't say it's not, but it's not necessarily about having abs or, you know, doing squats and getting you a donk or having that look quote unquote, so that you can pull that fine man or woman or GNP up gender nonconforming person. (laughs) It's again, like I said, it's about not having a heart attack at 40. It's about not having kidney failure at 35. It's about being the best you. And that does not necessarily mean that you have to be built like some kind of model or, you know, a gym rat or anything like that. And not let me I will say this. I realize that I just basically skull dragged myself up and down about 857 flights of steps. But that is the purpose of this episode. All right. So I broke this up into uh, two different or maybe three different little subtopics. So let's let's start off, Chip, talking about goals. Deal. So uh, what led you or what prompted your weight loss and health improvement journey? And I guess that's maybe where you will tie in <laughs> where you're talking about your ex-husband. Well, yeah. Um, Which, pause. Shout out to being able to say ex-husband. Like, go us. I mean, well, I mean yeah. it's bad. Don't get me no, wrong. It's, it's not a good situation. But how often do you hear, you know, two gay men talking about someone's ex-husband? Well, I mean, I just true. wanted to kind of highlight that. I don't know, milestone or whatever you want to call it. And I want to point out that I got married before it was legal where we are. I had to go off to get married and come back. I did two weddings. It's stupid. But whatever. (laughs) You know, that's how it is. Um, But, you know, yeah, really what led to it was, I mean, I got my husband left me. Um, And that really didn't have anything to do with my weight. But um, overall, my husband left me. And, you know, I had been in the ring running around and I was hovering around 290, 300 at that point. Um, and my biggest, I was 330. Um, and it was just, to me, I was like, you know, I just want to get down to the weight I was before I got married. Okay. And, um, yeah, because I just felt like, you know, so I wanted to be, I just want to be, I just want to be how I was before I got married, before I got crazy and depressed and started you know coping with things by eating secret meals and drinking 12 packs by myself you know so that's what I started doing okay um for me uh there's about four different things so the first one is health concerns you know I go to the doctor and it's not horrible but my doctor's you know you know a polite wig snatch you know a professional (laughs) medical wig snatch you know what? Not even a full wig snatch. It's more like a wig tug. Okay, well, you know yeah. what I mean. Like I go into the doctor's office feeling okay, and when I come out, you know, it's a little askew. So uh, that coupled with knowing my family's history, like you know, it's there's history of diabetes, there's high blood pressure on both sides, there's cancer. Right. So 
I, those are concerns of mine. So that definitely is a prompter. Um, the other thing is, for the most part, feeling uncomfortable in my skin. Like, I've gotten to the point where I'm comfortable with myself. Right. But because I put on extra weight, I'm not as comfortable in my skin as I'm used to being. No, and I totally understand that. And I that. think, uh, I remember, I, I want to say maybe it was... Uh, my friend Corporate Barbie, when she was in town and we were over at Nikki's house, uh, shout out to cousin, and I think she was pregnant and she was talking about, you know, the, the weight gain. And C Barb said something to the effect of, you kind of know that range of your, of your weight where you're comfortable, where your body is comfortable. And when you get out of that, it can feel, it's off putting. Yeah, I mean, and I definitely feel that. On that note, because something I always, remember is that I couldn't clip my toenails Ooh. and you know, <laughs> you know and you it sounds listen. like nothing mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I couldn't I really struggled to bend over to clip my toenails yeah you take for granted those things like just being <laughs> able to bend over and tie your shoes mm-hmm. without you know feeling like wishing that you could just <laughs> unhook your stomach or feel like you're going to tip over into <laughs> a forward roll, you know? And like, then you're like, if I tip over and hit this ground, I ain't getting up. <laughs> Life alert. Exactly. I've fallen and I can't get up. You know what I mean? You don't want that. You don't want it. I understand. No. Um, and the last thing is keeping it two, three, four, five bucks is, you know, vanity. And not vanity to the point where it's like, I want to look a certain way because, you know, I want to do X, Y, Z. It's more vanity to a point where it's, you don't quite recognize yourself in the mirror. You know, when you put on weight and your face is is fuller, you know, and different things and your clothes are not fitting the way that you're used to. I mean, it, it, it calls into question your vanity because I think we all have a level of it. Right. So those are really the things that have kind of prompted this pending journey. So my next question is because I believe you've already started. So where did you start and what's your long-term goal? Okay, so like I said, um, I started um, around 300 um, at that point. And then I came up a little bit after, so I was around 330. Um, And basically, um, I started there. And at first, I was like, well, I want to be where I was when I got married. And when I got married, I was a 38 waist. Okay. So, um, cause I remember because I almost couldn't fit the pants that I had bought for our wedding day. Uh, well in the suit, the pants, cause I got them tailored and I couldn't fit them that I could barely fit them the wedding day. So I was barely a 38 <laughs> and that's what I wanted to have be a 38. And I was a 42 at the time. So I was like, well, you know, that's gonna be something, you know? Um, and I figured, oh, that would take me like, you know, a couple months. And of course, it took a little bit longer because I was still a little, I was still wasn't 100% myself. And so I was still eating like poorly and not taking care of myself well and going on and off. But that was the goal is to get down to that 38 waist. Um, Now I am kind of in a little, I'm in a different goal. (laughs) So uh, the goal right now is 34 solid. Okay. And right now I'm in between. I have some 34s I can wear. 
but there's some that I have to pray to get into. So Come I'm on. working on it. Pray you catch me. Mm. I mean, you don't understand. Pray you, know. you catch me wiggling I mean, into my pants. It's the power of prayer to get those pants on. <laughs> I think there's a little stretch in them, so it's good. Okay. Um, Where am I starting? I'm starting now. Starting now. Starting now. I feel like Cicely Tyson in, uh, what movie was that from Tyler Perry? Uh, Medea's but, Family Reunion. Starting now. Right. Starting now. <laughs> Screaming at them damn kids in that backyard or that plantation. But yeah, I'm, I'm starting here. I'm starting now. You know, I, I had some things, some measurements and stuff like that that I had taken earlier in the year. But I'm, I've kind of, I'm deleting all of that. And I just want to start where I am now and push forward. And one of my long-term goals, so I'm sure I have a lot, but I haven't quite mapped everything out just yet. But one of my long-term goals is to have a body fat percentage of about 20%, give or take. Um, I'm not so, so much concerned with the number on the scale. It's more so um, the, I don't want to say the size of the clothes, the fit of the clothes, how my clothes fit. And how I look, you know what I mean? Because if if my if the scale is saying, well, you know, you're still a little, you know, right. you're still at two, whatever. But I look in the mirror and I'm like, well, bitch, I look good. So fuck well, you, Miss well, Scale. Well, that's the reality. The you scale know? the scale means zero really when it comes to weight. Right. Um. Then as far as a number, because. I mean, I use because it. Because we all wear it differently. Right. And we wear it differently and in different places. Yes. And also, depending on what your body fat and your muscle mass are, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, your weight, which, I mean, your weight can look really weird. So, like, what is 200 pounds on one person will look totally different on another. So Exactly. Because, you know, like I said, the body composition is different for everybody. Right. So, yeah. So, that's one of my long-term goals. You know, I'm trying to... I'm trying to go from, you know, like two, three, four plates at Thanksgiving to just a snack. Oh, you know, that's, you know, that's the, that, that's, the, the new thing. Everybody real. wants to be a snack. I want to be a snack, too. <laughs> okay. I mean, so let's keep it real. OK. Do you have any superficial goals? I want I mean, I want to. OK, well, there's a picture. I wish I had it. Well, I can't show it anyway. It's radio. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a picture of me, and I look at it from time to time, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm 22 in the picture, and I'm got you know I'm almost, I'm almost 32 now, so whatever. But um, I look at that picture, and I think I look good, you know. <laughs> I mean, I am like thin, and I'm like fit. But I mean, at the time, I was. 22 to begin with and I was you know working out twice a day and I had all kinds of time and yeah no. Um, I know um I don't understand get there yeah. but I look at the picture it's like I look good and that's kind of how I just want to be able to look at myself and say I look good that's really what it is I mean I really don't care 100% what other people say because people are going to tell you whatever but right. to physically feel and looking at myself I just like look amazing that's awesome. Okay. So for me, of course, I mean, I've already said, you know, vanity is a factor in this. It's not a huge factor, but it is a factor. And as far as superficial goes, hell to the yes. <laughs> I'm going to keep it all the way real. Right. I want to be, one of my goals is to be damn near naked on the beach. I want to be on the beach in some whole swim trunks. I want to be, I'm talking about the swim trunks where it's like, are those painted on? That's where I want to be. 
Um, and you know, I want to be, I want to be one of the instigate thirst trappers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Kidding. Joking. With the little truth. Maybe. (laughs) Kinda. Sorta. Just a little truth. Okay. Okay. So let's move on to, let's talk about methodology. Okay. So what have you actually been doing to lose weight and get healthier? So when I started buckling down, the biggest thing I did, one, was um, I knew that food was my thing and I was going to need more help than just cutting meals back. I mean, like, because if I had a bad day, I would want to eat, you know, Chick-fil-A, Whataburger, and go get some cheesecake from somewhere all for dinner. So that wasn't going to work. Shit. <laughs> so I mean, I I, I feel you. But, I mean, no, whoo, no, I mean for real. For it's real. different when you're doing it and when you hear it. <laughs> no, no. But you know what real. I mean? When you're doing it, it's like I mean, whatever. I'm gonna hit the Chick Fil A. <laughs> I'm gonna hit the Water Burger. I just want to eat. But then when you when you run it back and you press play, you're like, damn. I mean, I say damn, and that's how I've been. Um, it's like damn. I used to do this, but honestly, I got on a good um number one. I got on good um uh, appetite suppressant. Okay. Um, so I use Stacker. Um, Stacker is what works for me, and I know that it does have a caffeine up, so I don't drink coffee anymore. And I try to watch what my caffeine intake is because if not, I'll be all over the place, and I'm already all over the place. So uh, unless you're gonna do a lot of working out, Stacker uh, is something you have to monitor if you're gonna have caffeine and stacker because you can damn near make yourself pass out. (laughs) But doing that, even when I attempt to eat a lot, I can't. Okay. Because what happens is is that like I literally feel the urge to throw up. Ooh. Yeah, so I just stop. And I because I haven't thrown up since two thousand and that sounds you know what that's it sounds like (laughs) um do you remember that that pill called Ally. You know they have it still. They have that too, but I just have never used it. No, I'm I'm just saying it. It sounds like that. Okay, so funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked at this job with this woman, and she was so desperate to lose weight, but she didn't want to. She didn't want to change the way she ate, and she didn't want to work out. She just wanted you know some magic pill to make her lose weight. So she started taking Ally. Right. And I remember we went to a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> Oh no! And I didn't know everything about Ally at the time. She did, okay. Because when you, back, I don't know how it is now, but I knew back then when you buy it, when you go check out at the pharmacy, they they like, okay, come here, sis. Let me let me <laughs> let me give you the rundown on this shit because it ain't nothing to play with. Right, right, right. And so she knew, but she wanted to play anyway. She was a, you know, like she the damn Chucky doll. Like it's child's play. I'm gonna play anyway. So we go to this Mexican restaurant and she eats. And the way, if I recall correctly, the way Ally works is it blocks a certain percentage of, or amount of like the fat that you intake, oh. and, but it does it immediately. And if you go over a certain amount of grams of fat in a sitting, it will literally block the absorption of the rest of it. And so... If you know anything about a, bi- a, a biology, if you know anything about biology, if, like, oh no. if something is being blocked, then it's going. It has it's to go be out expelled. Somewhere. Yeah. So we're sitting there, and immediately she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, you singing Negro spirits? What's wrong with you? Oh no. And she's like, oh my stomach, oh Man. my stomach. Oh, I mean, we and when we got back to work. I I don't know if I've ever seen a grown woman run that fast in my life. Ma'am, she 
she she knew. And so when she comes back, and she's like clammy and gray and sweaty, <laughs> I was like, man, I was like, what have you been doing? I mean, she came she came back looking like she went and like slayed dragons or something. No, see, no. And I said, did you? I was like, well, I, I see that you survived, and she was just like, you know. I I didn't think that they was that serious. It's serious. It is serious okay. business. We especially we take appetite suppressant, and people may look down on me for taking it, but I was big and I needed a control, so that's what I did. An appetite suppressant is used. It's going to make you do one of two things: throw up or have diarrhea. If you try to go over what an appetite suppressant is telling you, because your body is like, I am full. Get this out of me. So, basically. I would like order like and like even now, like I would go to like, uh, and order try to order like a large meal, and I'm like, oh, I can only eat like you know ha- you know half of it. And I was like, wait, that's interesting, and so it just started working with diet, and that was the first step when I started losing weight, and then I started adding a little light cardio. I mean, at 300 pounds, I don't want to be running. I barely want to stand because them knees, <laughs> and I'm too old to be going, you know, through all that extra. Them knees will let you know. <laughs> but saying what we signed up for, right? But we, I, I, but walking was awesome, you know, and doing a nice walk, a couple, you know, a couple of laps helps. Just walking, mm-hmm. and those two things combined started the the motions. Okay. Um, for me, so far, it's really been cooking at home more, and the job that I have now, where it is, it's the location is not close to a lot of you know, places to eat, so I'm, for all intent and purposes, I'm forced to bring my lunch every day, so I cook something that, you know, I'm not cooking super unhealthy meals, because I don't cook like that anyway, who the hell has time? I mean... But, you know, I I cook something like, I'll put something in a crock pot, and it's usually like, you know, some chicken and a bunch of vegetables with some broth, and, you know, that's kind of like a like a chicken soup, something like that. Right, right. Um, or I'll, I'll make like a big batch of like lentils or black beans or something like that, you know, put, put a little protein in there, like some, some turkey sausage or something like that. Um, but that's really been my meals, and it's crazy because I started doing that and then also in the mornings I I started eating cold oatmeal like overnight oatmeal oh wait um, overnight oatmeal right so it's basically like you just put the oats in a bowl and you put milk or you know whatever liquid I don't I, I would not recommend water but you know I use almond milk and then you just let it sit overnight and it absorbs it and so it's like oatmeal but it's just cold Wait, and I actually delicious. like the cold oatmeal better than the warm oatmeal. That sounds good because is it and it gets thick? thick? Yeah, it gets. I mean, it it absorbs the liquid just like it does when you cook it on the stovetop or in the microwave, but you have to let it sit overnight for. I think it's about maybe six hours. You have to let it sit to absorb, and then you just throw stuff in there like you would any other oatmeal. So I put you know dry, dry, uh, dry <laughs> cranberries. Um, I put uh, uh, cinnamon, you know, sugar. Um, what else do I put in there? You know, like almond slivers, um, bananas. You know, cut up bananas and huh. put stuff in there. Yeah. Wait. So I'm no, I'm like I'm legit right now because I've never. Heard, I want. I'm gonna have to go get some of that. I'm gonna get some oatmeal and try that because yeah. I don't like hot oatmeal. I, I but I like it when it's really thick. 
Mm-hmm. But you know, most people that when you buy go and get oatmeal or people make it for you, they make it like thin as like water. I'm like, that's disgusting. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it you'll have to play with the ratio of liquid. Makes sense because the obviously the more liquid you put in there, the mm-hmm. thinner it'll be. So you have to play around with that a bit. But at the same time, you need enough so that it has something to absorb. So you're not eating, you know, dry ass oatmeal. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah, dry ass oatmeal. Like you know, it, it has to have enough to rehydrate. So anyway, so I started doing that. And even at work, you know, my boss was like, you know, have you started losing weight? And I was like, girl, what? <laughs> she was like, no. She was like, I can I can see it. And I was like, I, I don't think the scale says anything different. But, you know, she was able to see the inches were coming off and I'm not sure about the scale because I hadn't stepped on the scale in a while, but you know, the inches were coming off. And even recently I took a picture and everybody, um, my friend Bree was like, um, no, not my friend Bree. I'm sorry. My friend, uh, Jessica, she was like, um, what have you been doing? Because you are like losing serious weight. And I was like, these lies that you tell, madam, (laughs) can I trust people? She said, no, I'm serious. So doing those things, uh, has made a difference and then you know i'm going to incorporate uh a workout regimen or anything so anyway that's so let me let me park that and ask the next question which is what additional steps do you plan or do you want to take so my office mate decided that she thinks it's a good idea for us to run a half marathon together because we're so cool together uh and i'm like neither one of us run um and the last time i ran the best i could do was three miles so i don't know i could do 13 but evidently we're going to start attempting to run and we have a plan that we're working out. So, um, I'm going to start doing more cardio is the, the idea. Um, I'm uh, because I'm, I'm close to where I want to be, but the way I've lost weight, cause it's been solely diet, not mm-hmm. as much heavy exercise. I, um, I'm just not as toned as I was, you know, I yeah. feel like because when I was bigger, I was still running around a ring and lifting people more. This is so crazy to say, but you know, and I just felt like more like I was solid, you know, mm-hmm. and then kind of, you know, when all that fat melts away, it's nothing but like flap. But anyway, the point is that the idea is to like start like now toning up and I still am about like 15, 20 pounds off of where I want to be. So I, but I also don't want to like screw around and like, blow myself up again so i still am trying to stay close to my regimen um right. i don't want to lose much more weight because people are going to start saying i'm on something or i got you know i don't need all that extra so <laughs> like, what people say whatever like he on that shit you who know cares? It is. Who and cares? Like, i don't want people to think that but yeah what i do want to say is that i want to be able to you know just tone it yeah tone it i get it i mean not six pack but just flat ish <laughs> Not ish. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to be all that. <laughs> okay. Um, my next steps or my additional steps are, I need to sit down and actually develop a workout plan. Um, because my problem has always been, I I will go to the gym, and I I'm the of the mindset of if I'm going to the gym, then I need to go hard. And the problem is, the first time you go to the gym, you know you can't go too, too hard because your body needs a little time to adjust. Or let me speak for myself. My body <laughs> needs a little time to adjust. My body does too. So yes. So if I go to the gym and it's like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm going to get on this elliptical and I'm going to get on a treadmill and I'm going to lift. And then, you know, the next day my body's like, 
So you know that bullshit you pulled yesterday? <laughs> Not today, <laughs> We got something for your ass today. <laughs> you know, and then you're hurting and sore for a week and, and whatever. And or you run the risk of getting hurt. So I need to develop an actual plan and stick to the plan so that I don't push myself too hard. And honestly, you know, you push yourself too hard sometimes and you just turn yourself off from exercise. Right. So that's another thing that I want to avoid. So I need to sit down and make that plan. And then, like I said earlier, I want to sit down and really map out my long term and my short term goals. And it's not just fitness or health. I mean, sorry, it's not just fitness or weight loss is actual health as well. You know, I have some health goals that I want to hit too. So I want to map all of that stuff out and so I can have those access of access. So I can have those points of being able to track myself. Right, right. So next question. Uh, Do you reward yourself for hitting milestones along the way? So the biggest reward I gave myself, um, because I didn't at first, and... um, Maybe I should have earlier, and I maybe I've stuck to it more. But um, the biggest one was that when I crossed seventy-five pounds, I took my I, I let myself drink again. Because part of this I should mention is that I did stop drinking for like five months, mm-hmm. and that's where I started seeing the biggest amount of weight loss. Because I mean, it doesn't matter how well you're eating when you're drinking six beers at a time. Yeah, because you know? drink those drinks have calories, friends. <laughs> Especially that beer. cocktail, that, that cosmopolitan, mm, that Long whiskey, Island iced tea, all that, that stuff. you know, that henny. All of that stuff has calories, right? And so empty calories at that. Exactly, and you don't even realize it. So, literally, once I uh, stopped, I started shedding weight like quickly, and it was like crazy quick. Mm-hmm. And so once I crossed 75 pounds, which was like in May, like right before Memorial Day, I um, I started letting myself drink again. I had my first drink, literally Memorial Day. And it was, I mean, now I can't drink like I used to, but I guess that's for the better. Probably. <laughs> you, know, you know? So I'm sure your liver's like, oh, thank God. Um, right, because I could be. A lot worse. It was like, hallelujah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. I don't need to have. Praise you know. him. Yeah. I get it. Um, for me, I have not really done that in the past, but I'm thinking that I may look into it this time. Uh but that's more of a to map with my or to align with my short term goals. But I think though, when I when I cross a hundred pounds, I'm gonna have to get some trade. Some what? Tra- trade? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I'm sorry. That just was so uncharacteristic of you to say. I know. If I, I just like, said it. What? I knew if I said it, you'd be like, wait, what? That I know what. Right? Yeah, you, you threw me off on that one. I'm like, trade. No, I'm joking. No. I'm like, trade? Nah. What are you talking about? What do you know about the trade? I mean, I know what they are. Mm. I mean, I'm not really fond for paying for anything. I'm mm-hmm. cheap. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say on that. I'm cheap. Moving on. Okay. What has been the most important step to you in your journey? Honestly, I felt like, you know, initially that like no one noticed, right? Mm. <laughs> and literally, I mean, it was for months that I felt like no one noticed that I was getting smaller and whatever, whatever. But then all of a sudden... Um, everyone was like, "Oh my God, 
like, you lost a lot of weight, have you? And I was like, what do you mean? You know, but I had, but people started all of a sudden noticing. And I, it seriously seemed like it took like six months for people to notice. But then all of a sudden people really do really notice. And I mean, now it's kind of like, okay, I got it. I lost weight. You guys can move on. But now people are noticing a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's great because it makes you feel like, oh, at least what I'm doing is working and I'm trying to keep up with it. So that's been, the, I guess, being noticed for what I've worked hard to do. It's what has really been the most important step to me. Okay. Um, for me, one of the most important steps has been really becoming more in tune with my body, learning my body, and understanding my body's sensitivity to food. Now, when I say that, I mean, I know, obviously, the formula, you know, you have to burn more calories than you take in in order. I get that. Mm -hmm. But for me specifically, I can change the way I eat. If If I'm eating fast food every day and then the next week, I don't. I eat food at home that I cook. I will instantly start losing weight. Right. Because um. And but it's a it's a considerable amount. Like I'll mess around and lose like seven pounds the next week. Well, see exactly, and that's how it works. And it's also just because you know when you have a lot of weight to lose, you lose a lot of weight. But it's not, and it's not just a weight loss. You know, I can tell. I I feel different when I eat differently, and it's so fast. That um, I and I never real. I maybe I, I, I'm not saying that it's unique to me, but what I am saying is I did not realize the impact that it was having until I really sat down and paid attention to it. I'm gonna say you can eat as many vegetables and stuff as you want and like stuff yourself like crazy, but you're not gonna feel the same as when you stuff yourself with you know with trash, right? With basura, exactly. Even yeah. if it tastes. I mean, it does taste delicious, yes, but honestly, though, I mean, like, truth be told, like, yesterday, I was out late, you know, I was trying, I was going crazy, I had been working on the paper and working on all kinds of stuff, and I had to, like, stop on the way home to eat, and I was just like, you know, I stopped, I ate, and I was like, this is, this sucks, like, I felt like crap after eating. Yeah, it does, yeah, once you stop, and then you go (laughs) eat, yeah, it, it, yeah, I understand completely. Yeah. So, um... Do you use any tools to help you? Help me where? With your journey. Oh, okay, those kind of tools. Um, oh my god. <laughs> no, um, but no, honestly, um, I do have. I mean, I'm, I use a scale, yeah, and I take, like I said, a stacker right now. Um, but honestly, no real tools except I'm going to tell you something that's very valuable, and I didn't. Two things I didn't realize when you lose a lot of weight. One is when you change your diet. To having making it quote unquote healthier, that food will change the way your system works a lot. And there are times where you're gonna need a nice gas pill. Gas six has become my friend because literally I will be in pain. Like, I'm like, what is wrong? Especially if you eat something wrong, because part of this is like, I cut beef, I cut pork, and like, if I eat pork right now, my stomach is like, what are you doing to me? Why did you do that? <laughs> and so I had to like take a gas bill. Um, and the other thing is that a jacket is always handy for some reason now because I'm always freezing, but then I'll be sweating, so it's weird. Yeah. But it's all about the like body being unable to regulate anymore. It's got to catch back up to where you, it really is. Right. But literally, honestly, all I've used is the stacker and um, and the um, 
in the scale. Um, I have now started wearing compression stuff and wraps and stuff, but that's all new, so I don't know how it's going to affect. It's been like all this week, so. Okay. That's new, and we'll see if that helps, you know, like just a little bit of toning, um, because this other thing is that, you know, you want the definition back, so. Yeah. Um, For me, uh, I use this app called Fit Men Cook. Um, and I use that. Uh, there's some recipes that I like. And also, I just use it sometimes for food ideas because sometimes I I get I don't have much inspiration about what to make to eat. Because usually when I make food at home, I'm simple. Like I was like baked chicken um, and vegetables. You know, I, I'm not going all out. I'm not trying to recreate meals and make healthier versions. I'm not trying to be a reverser in a garden nothing like that i am not the barefoot <laughs> contestant in the kitchen i'm not even the flat-footed contestant oh. in the kitchen oh no so i use this app and i look for some of the recipes and some of them are easy and they also they just recently um came out with like a companion app uh it's like a snapshot app and oh. it's an app that kind of prompts you and it takes pictures so you can have kind of like your progress both the progress photos okay so uh, I've started I'm going to use that as well um, I use my Apple watch for tracking my workouts and I've also in the past and I've had some success you know when I'm consistent uh, with my fitness pal um, sp- specifically uh, the food journaling being able to put in the foods that you're eating and seeing uh, an approximation of the amount of calories, it helps. Yeah, and it when I had the most success with weight loss was when I was kind of pre-planning. So I would go in advance and say, this is what I plan to eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, and supplements, whatever else. And, and being able to see it and it say, okay, here's the amount of calories that you are have consumed. And then when I follow that plan, because the way my fitness pal works, it automatically sets you up with a deficit. So when you hit the amount of calories or you come in under the amount of calories that it's telling you that you should be consuming, you're already at a weight loss deficit amount of calories. That's awesome. So when you pre-plan or when I would pre-plan, then that that was when I had the most success. Um, So yeah, those three are are kind of the tools that I use. And I'm, I'm... not sure what combination of tools I'm going to use this time. Probably I may even just use those because at least I know that they work, you know, all together. Right. Okay. So um, what advice do you have for people, you know, struggling with their weight or trying to start or at that point where it's just like, you know, I can't take this shit no more? Here's the thing. If if you feel that you're, you know, you feel like you're, you're out of control or you're overweight you're not healthy i mean once again if you feel that way because i'm not telling anyone they are i felt that about myself um honestly the best step is to just do it research read figure out what will work for you um if you have i mean if you need to ask your doctor um they'll be able to help you as well with fitness plans if you feel like you know get a work trainer to help you help you know do it just have a conversation about it I mean, because having a conversation is a start. And if anything, if anything, just start cooking. Make your own food. Mm-hmm. Don't go to Jack in the Box and Whataburger and McDonald's and whatever. You know, don't go to those places because mm-hmm. 
that is what's doing it. Stop and just cook your food. I mean, at least a few times a week. Just start like during the week. Limit your time eating out to once a week, and you'll see a difference there. Right. Okay. Um, for me, uh, first piece of advice would be Google the body types, like the ectomorph and mesomorph and endomorph, and find out what your body type is or the combination, because it really will shed some light on some things, because I think we've all seen that person or we know people who can eat and eat and eat and they don't gain, they have a hard time gaining weight. And then we know people who have a hard time losing weight. Um, but there's some science behind that. So I would definitely say Google that. Um, my next piece of advice is don't waste your time asking someone on Twitter or Instagram or someone at the office what they did to lose weight, because more than likely they are going to tell you something that you already know. And then you'll be mad because you're expecting some kind of miracle answer. And there is no miracle answer. There's no shortcut. And that is cliche. Cocaine. No, no white girl. Oh, I tried. Okay. Well, I take, I mean, if that's what you want to do, I'm not endorsing that. I mean, I'm not endorsing quite it. quite illegal. <laughs> but, you know, but those you people know, need that. I can't tell you what to do. <laughs> I can only advise. This is true. And this is the advice part. <laughs> but I would say don't waste your time asking people. Don't go on Instagram. You see somebody who, you know, has abs and works out. And all. don't waste time asking them, what did you do? A lot of them offer plans and stuff to help people lose weight. So, you know, do that. Um, the only the only exception that I can think of, I mean, I'm sure there's more exceptions, but the one that I think of is if someone shares the same affliction as you, you know, if, if you know someone who has like diabetes or something like that and they've lost weight, I can see asking, hey, what did you do? Because in instances like that where it's difficult for you to lose weight if you because of something like that and if you know someone who has success it makes sense to ask them because maybe they've done something that you have not. And my final piece of advice would be if you can see a doctor and and have the doctor evaluate what it is that you have going on and let them recommend what it is that you need to do. This and a lot of times they will because they'll pinpoint what you need to do to to hit certain goals quickly, you know, because the overall goal, if you're overweight, is always going to be you need to lose weight. Like the doctors have no problem telling you you need to slim the hell down. Right. But I know my doctor would say something to the effect of, okay, this is the amount of weight that you need to lose. You know, and I mean, they would even break it up like this is the long term amount of weight you need to lose. But let's start with this short term goal and come back in three months and let's see what you've done. Right. And you need to do this because your kidneys or you need to do that because of your liver or you need to do this because of your I don't know, lungs or whatever the case may be. And so definitely, if you can visit a doctor and have yourself evaluated and also be able to point out things that you may not know about yourself just exactly. in case that may be, you know. Because uh, you may have block. something, you may have something that will make it difficult for you to lose weight. Right. But thyroid, thyroid issues. Exactly. I mean, other kinds of issues, especially women, especially, you know, women um, have certain issues that make it difficult sometimes as well. So just seeing a doctor is ideal. My doctor told me to stop eating. 
<laughs> she said, mm. you know, if you just cut back a little, you'll be fine. Because they did all, all kinds of blood tests to make sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, she did it after we had the blood test. Okay. <laughs> Your doctor's like, get a muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> a gag. My doctor was just like, cut, cut down on the carbs and cut down on the sugar. And you'll be surprised with the success that you have with losing weight. You know? Um, Those are the best parts, but still. I mean, it's anyway, <laughs> don't even get me started. OK, so uh, what final thoughts do you have about this conversation? Um, I've enjoyed it. Um, I, I, but my the best thing I can say is, you know, I am no expert at this. I am no expert. Mm-hmm. And like I, t- I tell everyone um, this was a process that probably took me longer than I thought it would because it was over nine months in the making. I mean, closer to a year. Um, however, you know, even when you feel like you're going slow or you're dragging, just keep trying because you just keep swimming. Right. I mean, if you don't, if you just keep pushing Literally on, you'll eventually get there, you know? Yeah. Even if you're going slow. Okay. Um, let's see. Final thoughts. The goal is progress and accountability. So that's the whole purpose of me doing this show because I mean, I want to put it out there and for myself and, you know, for other people who may be in the same position as I am, um, we will have an episode in the future to dive deeper into weight and bodies and how that affects the community and all those types of things. We didn't get into it on this episode because that wasn't the focus, but there will definitely be an episode in the future where we talk about that, you know. Beyond just the whole no fats thing, uh, I think there's a deeper conversation there to be had. With that being said, if you yourself are on a health improvement journey, I don't want to say weight loss because losing weight may not be your your goal. It may just be overall health improvement. It may be gaining weight so that you can get to a healthy weight. It may be just you want to get your blood pressure down or you want to get your blood sugar right or you, you know, want to get your cholesterol and your triglycerides right. So I'm calling it a health improvement journey. And if you are on one, then feel free to check in. You can tweet me. And we can do this together if you want. So uh, I even have a, a hashtag, which is the name of the episode. So it's going to be hashtag gay side fit. So if you're on a fitness journey or if you just want to, you know, come for my my edges and try and make sure that <laughs> I am on the right and right. Feel free. You can tweet me. You can use the hashtag. Let's do this. You know, let's 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 get healthier together. And shout out to my ride or die brief for coming up with the hashtag. So with that being said, this was awesome. So, Chip, please tell the people where they can find you. All right. Well, um, like, like I said, I'm Chip McIntosh. You can find you can follow me on Twitter at chicken chicken. chicken. <laughs> Somebody's <laughs> hungry. Somebody's hungry. Well, it's past Someone didn't time. have their stack today. <laughs> I did not have my he stack wants today. To eat. <laughs> but you can follow me on Twitter, or Facebook, and Instagram at Chip McIntosh. Um, you can follow me and find me pretty much anywhere by just searching for Chip McIntosh. Um, YouTube, um, LinkedIn, um, and that's Google McIntosh. Plus. M-A-C. A-C, yeah, M-A-C, like the Apple, not like the computer. Okay, dope. Um, yes. Yeah, and Indeed. the other thing, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, you can find me everywhere. I'm a little bit everywhere, so just, you know, check me out. Follow me, say hi, you know. And let's see, I mean, I'm going to be on this journey still, 
it's a change is a life change for me so i'm just gonna try to keep it up so yeah. keep me accountable as well important note it's not just and notice we did not say the word diet anywhere in this episode because it's more than just a diet because diet imp, imp, it implies a short-term effect we're talking about long term it's and it is a lifestyle adjustment right so uh you guys know where to find me i'm trillificent everywhere you can find gay side stories pretty much everywhere go to gaysidestories.com for all of the information thank you for listening thank you you could listen to any podcast but you are taking the time to sit down and listen to this one and i appreciate you all so so much And as always, you guys, make sure that you are protecting your walls because otherwise they will crumble. Amen. Amen. And we're out.